thank you for tuning in to a brand new episode of I'm Sorry I Had To Podcast. Hi, it's Heather. Hey, it's Marie. Welcome to I'm Sorry I Had To Podcast. And today we are going to talk about mentorship. Some of you may be wondering how Heather and I met. And it's actually kind of fun that we started as mentor and mentee. So Heather and I were working at the same company and we happened to be on the same team. We had never met in person and we went to an event. And then we just started talking about life and career and all this stuff. And I don't think we've talked about this either, but we're 10 years apart. So I was farther along in my career than she was. And I thought I can really help her. So we just kind of started this um, relationship of mentor-mentee and really grew from, from there. That was how many years ago? Five? It's been five. Five years. Yeah. Five we actually met five years, years ago in August. So crazy. And it really is because uh, it, it feels like I've known you forever. Same. I think that is what is so unique about our relationship and how we kind of became um, mentor and mentee and then became friends because when we met, so I actually, I remember meeting you um, when I interviewed oh, that's <laughs> for, right. for the position. And I remember like right off the bat, I was like, well, this girl's like really impressive. And you, um, we were going through my resume at the time. And I remember we had both worked for the same company previously. Not, I don't think it was even in the same city, but we had both worked for a hotel management company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I remember that like kind of stuck out of my mind. I was like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, what are the chances of us having worked for the same really small hotel management company? Um, Yeah. And then I just remember you talking about your experience in the Marines and thinking like, wow, this girl is just so badass and (laughs) I'm so impressed and just wanted to get to know you more. So um, I think it's just it's really funny that I that still to this day, like I remember so clearly like the room I was in when we talked about this and all of that. So for those of you who don't know me super well, um, when I started this job, um, when we worked at the same company, it was my first corporate job ever. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't know what the corporate life was like at all. I came from hospitality and events and was just living a very different life before that. So um, it was just really nice that right off the bat, I do remember even before we met in person that you offered to help with any questions that came up, you know, as I was learning if, and I I think it might've just been because at the time we were on the same team that you were like, you know, if there's anything you don't understand, feel free to reach out. Yeah, and knowing our management team, they would have had you meet with people on your team and then partners you'd be working with. So that makes sense. Like within your first couple of weeks, we would have met so that you would have understood what I was doing and then how we would work together. So that makes total sense. Yep. Yes. Right. And so then I think I just started taking you up on it too. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, and I think at the time it was also more so because you... Um, so we didn't live in the same city either. Nope. So you were already in Texas and I yep. was in Chicago. Yes. And I think for a lot of people, when you start a job, you don't necessarily want to ask your boss at the time or your manager a ton of questions. And I ask a ton of questions to begin with. Like, I need to know the full picture. <laughs> she does ask a ton of questions and it's so awesome. <laughs> 
Yes. And, and so for me, I knew I was already asking my manager a ton of questions and I, and I just didn't want her to think I was, you know, crazy or, (laughs) or dumb. Like to me, it takes a while for it to click for me. And again, it was my first corporate job. So I had so many questions. So I remember reaching out to you fairly regularly saying, Hey, um, I do have some questions and we would start there. But I know that was more of like an entry before our, we really, you know, created this official relationship. And I do remember it was when we met for the yes. first time. And, and I should give a little background. So I was doing events in the corporate world at the time. So I would travel for work. And we had an event in, what was it, Fort Worth maybe? Somewhere in Texas. And Marie came. <laughs> And and that's when that's when we really met in person. And I think that this whole relationship really started. Yes, because I just remember I vividly remember the street. I have no idea where we were. I remember we were walking like outside of the um, like convention center or hotel, wherever we were for work. It was Denver. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's OK. <laughs> Whatever city it was, it, was it probably Denver. was Denver. I remember this now. And so we were just, we were walking outside of that convention center or hotel, wherever we mm-hmm. were. And I remember we just had a seat on a park bench and we just talked forever. Like God knows how we had that much time at an event. They were probably in sessions or something, but with, with the nature of Heather's job, like I know what doing events is like and it's just like, I don't even know how she had that much time to chat, but we found time and it was from then on that we just decided that this would be a little bit more, um, formal. Like, yes, we knew that we were friends, but I just knew that if she didn't get the support that she needed, that she might not be as successful in the corporate world as she could have been. So that's actually why we, we really started talking about making this more formal. And so we just thought that today we could share some insights about, you know, how to find a good mentor, what it means to be a good mentee, what it makes, you know, means to be a good mentor, um, and how you find it. Like there's so many different aspects to this, but I think we'll keep it to the basics. And then if anybody listening just wants more, we could always do another, another episode, but keep it it down and dirty. Agreed. Yeah. So to start, I want to ask you, what do you think makes a good mentor? I really think that to be a good mentor, you of course have to have walked a path to help the person that you're supporting. So in order to do that, like you don't necessarily have to be in the same, like say realm or industry or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in the corporate world, I had a few mentors And I liked that they had different viewpoints because they were in different roles and they were different levels in the company. So I think it really just depends on who is it that you're giving the mentorship to? And then can you be objective? Can you step outside of the situation, give objective um, advice, and then also just help guide? So I think you have to be, you have to definitely be supportive and then have your mentee's best interest at heart. You don't have to know everything. I don't know. I, there's absolutely, I do not know everything, but I do think that in your case, and I should say, this is probably a separate question, but I should say there's gotta be some sort of chemistry. Like yes, Heather and I met 
And we totally knew that this relationship would work because not only did I see potential in her to grow and develop and blossom, but she saw something in me that she knew I could help her. And so we had this relationship. So I agree, actually. So the main thing to me is probably the connection, because just like you said, you know, I I don't think you have to be in the same industry. I think it really depends on what you're looking for. So if you're looking for a mentor to help you grow in, let's say, the corporate world, then maybe you need to, unless you know exactly what position you aspire to be or where you want to go, um, I think it helps to kind of look at what who has the type of experience that I would like to gain. And so I think for you, you know, I did see something so special in you, aside from the fact that you had kind of transitioned into the corporate world after the Marines and you had and and different jobs and you had worked your way up um, also so quickly. It was just really impressive. And you had this confidence about you that was just so natural and just the type of like positive attitude where, you know, you could do anything. And if you couldn't make it happen, you know, if you if you didn't know the answer, you could find the answer. And I think that that was always really impressive to me because I would go to you with questions and you might not know, but you would help me figure it out. And so I just knew right from the start that you were something special and you were going to be, you know, we had this connection. Really, I I actually remember, like you said, when when we first met, one of the main things that I was nervous about when I entered the corporate world, and this might sound um, so superficial, but was I have tattoos that show and I remember um, and they're you know I don't have a ton and they're not huge but I have you know things that show on my wrists on my on the side of my arm and I was nervous I always wore a blazer I remember and I was nervous like what are people in the corporate world gonna (laughs) think and then I saw your tattoo on your wrist (laughs) and you were just like totally fine you were like um, (laughs) didn't care about showing it to anyone and I remember you saying you know well I I think people higher ups have seen it and nobody's ever said anything about it. And so, you know, I think uh, luckily, I think the company that we work for, even though they have, you know, every every company has um, a professionalism and like a the dress code, code, right, yeah, and all yeah. of that. But they also allow you to kind of be yourself and bring mm-hmm. your full self to work. And I think that really helps. Um, so I just remember all of that. I was like, okay, I can, I can be honest with her. I can show her my tattoos and say, (laughs) what do I need to do? Is it okay? (laughs) And I think that really helped. That's a really good point. Like what you just talked about is you knew that no matter you, you got the feeling that no matter what you said or who you were to me, like you could be yourself. Yes. And that is super important with a mentor. And that's why like I've been involved in a, like um formal mentor mentee relationships, meaning the company I worked for had a mentor program, I offered to be a mentor and it was a freaking disaster. And so yes, those types of situations can pan out, but my gut tells me most likely most of the time they're not going to because they're forced. Right. And so if there's like a pairing system, like say at your company, there is a mentorship program and you need a mentor. I would just ask some questions about how they pair you because the one that I was involved in, it was like an algorithm. 
And to me, I need, I need to actually like meet the person, know whether or not I'm able to help them and then whether they're going to care about what, what I have to say or else, honestly, it's a waste of everybody's time. Completely agree. So, um, uh, let's just break it down. I think the mentor mentee relationship is like dating. You kind of is. Yes. You have to have that connection with someone. And if you don't, then you can try as, as hard as you can to force it. But at the end of the day, it's just not going to work. And like you said, it's because it could be a waste of time for both people involved. Yes. You have to want to help that person. And then you have to want to, as a mentee, you have to want to learn from this person. Yes. You have to totally. be open to, you know, advice. You have to be willing to push yourself because I think also what makes a good mentor is someone who challenges you. You know, totally. I think from like from the start, we you always challenged me to be a better employee and just be a better person and help me find, um, you know, better ways to share what it is I want or to communicate or to, um, you know, present something. And I think there were just you challenged me to put things together where, you know, creating a plan with like, what are my real goals here? And, and how am I going to make those goals achievable? And I think it's so important where if you don't care, like if I didn't care at all, and I just came to our meetings, I don't think I would have gotten anywhere. But I wanted to not only grow in my role, but I also wanted to like make you proud of me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, but that's actually a true testament that you were invested in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because I mean, going back to the other mentor mentee relationship I was in, I prepared for the meetings, but very few times did he. Mm-hmm. And that was really frustrating for me because when you really break down, like, I think we're, we talked about going into this, but when you really break down the responsibilities of the mentor and the mentee, that's on the mentee. Mm -hmm. That's not on the mentor. Like, yes, if I see something that I really wanted to address with you, I would bring it to our meeting. But really, all in all, it was you because it's it's your development. What do you need from me? Yeah. What do I want for you? Well, and it's so interesting that you say that because I do think... So so that is something that I think is really important for people looking for this relationship to know. Because right off the bat, I didn't know that. And so I remember you saying at one point, like, it would be really helpful if you can come to these meetings with, like, a list of what you want to talk about. And uh, that was really helpful for me because I just didn't know. You know, I knew yeah. that I was going to meet with you and I was going to talk to you. And I had a couple of questions. But sometimes we'd meet and maybe I didn't have a lot. And I didn't want to waste your time. And you didn't want to waste mine. So I appreciate you. I appreciated you being honest about that. Um, because that is a huge thing is I think... A lot of people starting out in in any role, you know, just even in life, if you've never had a mentor before, you might not know that that's the case. So I think it's exactly. really important that we do talk about that aspect too. Um, and and I am curious from your perspective, what do you think makes a good mentee? Because you've had mentors and, you know, you've been on both sides of it. So I am curious your perspective. Yeah. And I do think it's super important to... Um, if you are a mentor, it's really important for you to have your own mentor <laughs> because you do mm-hmm. need guidance in your life too. Um, 
I think to be a good mentee, you always need to be thinking forward. Like, what do I need from this person? How can they help me? And then don't be afraid to ask. So like, um, say Heather came to me and she said, I have a goal that I want to be, you know, at this level of the company in like three to five years, but I'm not at that level and I'm her mentor. So my goal would be for her to network with different people. And maybe I expand, you know, her network by through mine, but I might not necessarily say that immediately. It's, it's really on the mentee to say, this is, this is my goal. And then don't be afraid to ask, can you introduce me to some of your people in your network who might be able to help me better understand what the responsibilities are of this role? Um, what my trajectory might look like. Do I need to take another role between this one and that one? Um, what could I be doing in my spare time? Is there learning that needs to take, you know, like all these questions that, that you might have as a mentee, ask your mentor, like, can you help me get there? And do you have anyone in your network who can help me get there? So I definitely think number one, come prepared every single time. And like what Heather just said, if you don't have anything on the agenda for that weekly or monthly meeting, cancel it because you should always come with something and it should be um, meaningful and beneficial to you that you're pulling information from your mentor. And then number two, like, don't be afraid to ask. Just ask for help, especially if you know that your mentor knows someone and you know that person can help you, ask for an introduction. I think that's one of the biggest things, like Heather had mentioned that I moved up really quickly in this company. And a lot of it was just because I networked the crap out of myself. <laughs> I was never afraid to meet somebody. Um, one of the ways actually, and this is pretty appropriate given what we're talking about, but one of the way, one way that I met a mentor that I had, I went to an event and it was a women's event. And this one particular, um, she was a director of some sort. And she was on a panel and she was asked a question and the way she answered it really spoke to me. And I was like, I want more. Like, I want to know more about her and I want to hear about her path. And so I looked her up in our phone book, the company phone book, and I saw that she sat in the same building as me, just on a different floor. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to ask her to coffee. <laughs> so I sent her an email and I was like, I know you don't know me, but I was at that women's conference and I was really impressed by what you said. And I have so many questions for you. Would you mind meeting for coffee? She like instantly pulled in her assistant and was like, yes, set something up with her. I went for coffee and really the rest was history. She became one of my mentors. She is one of the most fantastic people I've ever met. And she was not even in my group. That's what I love. Like there's that like um, relationship that you can form with somebody to be your mentor. And they don't even like they're not even in the same. I, I say industry, but it's not really that like branch of the industry. You know, mm -hmm. So she wasn't in the group that I was in. But I loved that point of view. And she always had a really great point of view to share. So I think never be afraid to approach people. Because that's the whole thing. You might miss out on an, an opportunity to meet somebody who could be a really great mentor for you. So I completely agree. I think the whole don't be afraid to ask is super important. Um, because I, I just think like I personally get nervous to ask people 
that type of thing because you just don't know if they have the time, right? You don't know if if yeah. they have the time or if they, um, you know, maybe they already have multiple mentor-mentee relationships and they just can't dedicate the time. So I think along with don't be afraid to ask, I think it's be okay with rejection if you do ask. Totally. Yes. Because you really just don't know if, like, I, I think if someone says that they can't, it's not... Um, it may not have anything to do with you. It's probably not personal. It is most likely just that they have so much going on and they don't have the time to dedicate. So they're actually really doing you a favor by being honest about that to start. I so agree with you. And actually going back to what you said about not, um, like about being afraid to ask, it's a legitimate fear, especially if somebody is senior to mm-hmm. you. But the key here is, if you have something to give, not only, so should I say, you're looking to them to give you something. They know mm-hmm. that going into it, if you're going to ask them to be a mentor. However, number one, there's no harm in asking for like a 10 to 15 minute coffee yes. meetup because everybody can find 15 minutes in yes. their schedule. So number one, don't be afraid to ask for 15 minutes on their schedule. And then number two, like with that meeting that I had with her, she, at the end of the 30 minutes, which by the way, we only scheduled like, a, I think it was like a 20 minute coffee by the end of the 30, 35 minutes or whatever. She was like, we're setting up another meeting next week. Cause I'm not done with you. You have something to give to them and it might spark excitement in them. Now, granted you might just meet a friend like what Heather said about like, maybe they don't have time to be a mentor because it does take time to put thought and effort and energy but maybe you make a friend and that's cool too. And then maybe it evolves into a mentor mentee relationship. So you never know what their situation is. So just ask. Right. I agree. And I like, so a couple of things with what you just said, I am all about asking people for coffee. I luckily kind of stumbled into it with you because I didn't even really know anything about mentor mentee relationships at the time. I didn't really know that they existed. I I knew that there were people that I wanted to get to know and I aspired to be and, you know, I wanted to learn from, but I didn't know about this official, you know, relationship that you could create with someone in both a really a professional and personal manner. But what I, what you taught me was network. So you said that that was one way that you really met people and were able to move up so quickly. And that was something I really did take from you. Um, and it, and it maybe it wasn't right away. I think it took me some time to kind of get my footing in the world. But sure. when I was really ready to kind of, um, you know, move on to the next role and to, to my next um, opportunity, I really took that advice to heart. And I just met with as many people as I could. And I think that was so helpful in, with our relationship, too, because you made introductions where, you know, maybe you knew somebody and I had never heard of them before, but you were able to introduce me just via email. And then I could set up this meeting because I knew a little bit about them and I knew what I wanted to ask and what I wanted to get to know um, uh, from, you know, their role. Definitely. But, also, I think just meeting with people, like you said, that either they inspire you, um, whether it be from someone you heard at a, you know, training or webinar or, um, you know, in-person speaker, anything like that, and whether it be someone, even these days, like someone that you think is doing a really cool job running a business or whatever they might be doing, and maybe you, you come across them on social media. Um, yes. I think it's still 
totally reasonable to reach out and say, hey, I think what you're doing is is really cool. And I'd like to, um, you know, chat with you for a couple of minutes about this or whatever. And yes. and like you said, who doesn't have a couple of minutes to share in? It could be like you're just getting coffee nowadays. It could be a coffee over Zoom. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> and and that's another thing, too. I think location doesn't matter. Doesn't. We were able to create this relationship from across the country. Yes. And it, that I think the video calls make a huge difference because, yes, you're not in person, but it's as close as we were able to get. Um, I mean, we were able to meet in person, but for the most part, I mean, this is how we talk most of the time yeah. and it, it works just as well. It does. So the one other thing I want to say about that, too, is where I started with the whole um, asking people to coffee, I think, and thinking that's great, is you don't necessarily have to know if you want them to be your mentor. I scheduled meetings with people just to get to know them a little bit better, just to kind of understand who they are as a person and who they are as a professional. And I think that's so important because just how we said in the beginning, I think you really have to have that connection. And I will tell you, I've met so many great people just through, you know, 15, 30 minutes of coffee, but I didn't connect with everybody. And so there were plenty of people that I was impressed by them and I wanted to learn from them, but didn't necessarily want to create that relationship with them because they were not the right fit for me. That is spot on and actually um, brings up a really great point because it is kind of funny. I'm sure you can imagine, especially as you get more senior, say you're in a corporation, as you get more senior, you probably have people reach out to you about things like this a lot. So I think it is smart actually to just go in with an open mind, not knowing if you would ask them or not, because then there's no pressure. It's literally like, right. cause you don't want to sit down in front of somebody and be like, so I was wondering if you'd be my mentor. You have absolutely no idea if they can help you or guide you the way that you need to in order to be successful in your career and potentially in life. So right. probably better when you introduce yourself over email or whatever you're doing, but you know, before you meet, just say something like, I heard you on blah, 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 and really just wanted to learn more or how, set it up. However, do not ask them from the get go. Will you be my mentor? Because yes, it's very premature. So agree right. with you 100%. On that. Yeah. Well, and so that actually, <laughs> it just makes me laugh it? because I'm sure it's happened and it would probably yeah. be so awkward for the person sitting in front of you to be like, um, but I don't even know you. And like, what do you want? Like, you've got to go in right. w feeling confident, asking them yes. to be your mentor with goals in mind, you know? Yes. Well, okay. So let's talk about that really quick. So I think it's great to kind of see both sides of that is we know that that if you have done that in the past, it's okay. You didn't yes. know, but <laughs> now okay. you're hearing it from us. <laughs> don't, don't send the, don't have the first email be where you ask them to be your mentor. Exactly. First, <laughs> first, take the time to get to know them and have a real conversation and, and learn more about them so that you can see if they're the right fit for you. Because most likely in that first meeting, you're going to know. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And then for the if you're in the mentor position and somebody does ask you that, I think it's it's perfectly OK to say, you know, I, I think we need to get to know each other a little bit more to see if this is the right fit. For sure. Rather than laughing in their face <laughs> or feeling uncomfortable, because I know when put on the spot, I 
I don't always know what to say and right. I don't want to make someone else feel uncomfortable um, because I feel that. We've talked about that in our last episode. Yes. Empath. I feel the awkwardness in the room. Yeah. I don't want them to feel that either. Um, so I think, so f- going from here then, what do you think are the best tips for someone who is trying to reach out to somebody? So either via email and then preparing for that first meeting. Mm. That's a good one. Um, the reaching out kind of goes back to what I was saying, like have, okay, let's just say that you, your manager said, I think that you should meet this person. And for whatever reason, your manager isn't going to introduce you. I would just ask your manager, why do you think that I should meet this person? So that at least you have a couple of points to put in that email, then send the email. Hey, so-and-so, or maybe not say, Hey, say hi. Hi, so-and-so. Don't say hello because one time I emailed somebody with hello and left off the O. It was awesome. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Right. Thank God it was to a really cool person. Anyways, um, so say hi, so-and-so. And And then just say, like, my manager had recommended that I reach out to you for X, Y, and Z. Would you have time, you know, could we meet for 15 minutes on this day at this time. I highly recommend suggesting a day and time because maybe you have Outlook or whatever at your company and you can see when people are free. Try and do that first. Don't schedule a meeting. Don't just put a meeting on their calendar, especially if they're high up in the company. Um, and if and if it's recommended to go through their admin, maybe do that. But just have a reason why you want to meet with them. And then Hopefully they say, sure, you know, I have that time at that time. Feel free to send an invite or however it goes. Then you get the meeting. Then you prepare for the meeting. So my recommendation is you don't have to have a ton of questions. Just make sure you have like three to five in your back pocket so that by the time you and one of the questions absolutely should be something like, what's your path been at the company or whatever, just so you kind of see their trajectory and you can know, like, are they kind of along the same lines as what I'm looking for? Or is something going to spark in that answer that might spark another question? But at least, I mean, really, when you have a good conversation with somebody, what they're saying, you should be actively listening, of course. And I'm sure that there would be some questions that would come out of what they're saying, but making sure that you have three to five in your back pocket that you don't have to read necessarily. <laughs> you can bring a notebook. Absolutely. I bring a notebook <laughs> everywhere just because I can't remember everything. So, yeah. um, but that would actually be the only thing I would really prepare for that first meeting. Yes. Maybe look in the phone book. If you have something like that at your company, see what their hierarchy is, see if they have a description about their job so that you can ask a question. Sometimes it's current, sometimes it's not. Um, and then if you do have like someone on your team who's worked with them before or something like that. So maybe just gather as much information as yeah. you can. And if there's not, and you weren't really able to, it's okay. That's why right. you're meeting with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think do your research because you totally, you want to go in prepared to know at least, uh, you know, a minimum amount of information about them to be able to drive that conversation. And then yeah. really you'll, you'll know, like you said, in that first meeting, because the conversation will just go from there. If it's natural and you're able to, um, you know, go from question to question and, and have a normal conversation, then I, then yes. that's a good sign. Yeah. It really shouldn't feel like an interview. Like, yes, absolutely. It might a little bit because you're like, oh, but I also have this question or whatever. And that's fine. But try and make it like Heather said, like 
feel natural. Yes. Yeah. And I think that can be hard for a lot of people. I know it, it can be. All of that feels like an interview for me. Even someone that I know going into a meeting like that, I get nervous and I do yeah. get a little more on. You know, I because I get a little anxious about it, I think I, I do create a little more of an awkward vibe. But it is, <laughs> I think when, you, when you're when you able to like kind of let that wall down and let your guard down, then you know from there that maybe this is a good person for you um, yeah. because you can be yourself. And like we talked about earlier, you have to find someone that you can really be yourself with because if you can't be your authentic self, then they're not really going to be able to help you fully. I agree. They could potentially give you advice that absolutely will not work for you, but that's really on you because yeah. you haven't been yourself with them and honest. Like if yeah. they give you advice and you know it's not going to work for you, I would tell them in a really respectful way. Like, yes, I actually that's not in line with my personality, and here's why, mm-hmm. so that they understand and can take that and know for future. Right, and that's totally normal because, like you said earlier, I think with um with being a mentor and. I'll ask about that, but I do think that, you know, you can't expect them to be perfect. And so you guys are both just bringing your best selves to this meeting and trying to, you know, share something with this other person. Um, And and so they might not necessarily know what's best for you, but they're trying to help you based off of their experiences. So they're just doing the best that they can. And if something doesn't fit for you, then I agree, you should say it. And also maybe explain why, like you said, because then they have a better sense of who you are and they're getting to know you a little bit better and they'll know in the future whether or not something might work. Um, Because that's happened with us before, too. Yeah, it has. You know, I think we've it takes time to get to know someone. And I think we have a much better we've we've known each other for five years now, we said. So we have our relationship has matured a lot and we've learned so much from each other. Um, because we just learned who the other person is. Yeah. So, and it comes with the, the talking about what goals are, how you're going to achieve them and then specific instances. So like one thing I will say to caveat what we just said about like, if something doesn't seem in line with your personality and you're not sure if you would actually do that, the one thing I would challenge you as a mentee to really kind of take a step back before you answer that way is is this truly not in line with my personality, what this mentor is suggesting I do? Or is this, is it in line with my personality, but I'm just going to feel outside of my comfort zone? And that's actually pretty key to growth. You've got to be uncomfortable to become comfortable with things that'll help you grow. So I know for a fact that that probably happened a few times with us, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because it might have taken you a hot second to adjust, but in the end, I'm pretty sure every time I, I suggested you do something that was outside of your comfort zone, you eventually did it. You did it in your yeah. own time and probably yeah. in your own way. And then we talked about it mm-hmm. and then we discussed like, how you did it so that I could learn for next time too. But no matter what, if that mentor has your best interests at heart as a mentee, trust that they're, that they're helping you put yourself outside of your comfort zone for a good reason. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I do think, in my opinion, that is what makes a good mentor too, is you, you need someone to challenge you. And you have to know that what you're doing by putting yourself in this position 
um, as a mentee is that you are setting yourself up to grow. Yes, totally. And if you're you you don't want to start this relationship if you're not ready to grow. Agreed. You have to be willing to push yourself too because that's the whole point of this is for you to push yourself to to grow in your career or, you know, w- with whatever you're trying to achieve. And so you are going to be uncomfortable no matter what. Agreed. 100%. Um, and I think 90% of what you probably asked me to do made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> In a in a good way though, right? Yeah. So it wasn't it made it, it did take me out of my comfort zone because my comfort zone is a very small safe place. <laughs> but, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just who I am. But had I not pushed myself, I wouldn't even be where I am today. And so it is important to continue to push yourself as a mentee and can and really, you know, if you don't think you can do it, just try. Give it okay. a shot and see where it goes. I have so many more questions though. So, um, because what's what's unique for us is you have been, I think, my only mentor mentee relationship. I've had um, peer mentors, which I think are really important, and I want to talk about. But you mentioned having multiple mentors, mm-hmm. so um, I'm I am curious too from your perspective. Like, how do you know if you should have more than one mentor, or how do you know if you're getting the most out of that relationship that you can, or when it's maybe time to to end that relationship and and mm. find a new mentor? That's a good one too. Um, the multiple mentor thing, especially at the company that I worked at, it kind of just happened. Um, <laughs> so Heather mentioned that I moved up really quickly, and that is true. So um, as an administrative assistant, I moved into an analyst position. And as an analyst, actually, it was actually when I was about to move into the analyst position, I had two mentors. And shortly after I got the analyst position and I moved to Texas, both of those mentors left the company. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) awesome. What do I do now? I'm in a new city. I'm in a new building. I don't know anybody, really. And so when I ended up in the the next role, I was, um, that's how I ended up in marketing. And my manager became one of my very best mentors ever. And a lot of it was just because I felt like I had that massive imposter syndrome. I don't know what I'm doing. And she every day was like, you're already doing it. (laughs) Like she was giving me that tough love every single day. So she became my mentor. But then one of the things, one of the very first things, she's a fantastic leader. So one of the very first things she said to me within my first month working under her how can I help you? What can I give you? That's like, by the way, number one strongest part about being a mentor is making sure that you can actually give your mentee what they need. So asking them, totally key. I should have mentioned that at the beginning, but we're mentioning it now. So she said to me, what can I do for you to better your career or to get you to the next step or whatever it is you need? And I said, well, Aside from you, I don't have a mentor anymore because they left the company. So she identified a handful of people that I should meet with and God bless it. Like (laughs) they really didn't work out for me, but one of them was really good to bounce things off of. And I feel like when you meet these people, you really do kind of have to go through this quick Rolodex in your brain. Like, 
if I ask them to be my mentor, will I be wasting their time or will I actually be able to consistently ask them questions about things? Mm -hmm. And how can they help me grow? Is it related to my role? Or maybe it's like dynamics. Maybe they can help you with communication or building relationships with people or, you know, so like identifying what it is. So like that first mentor that, um, that I found, so after my manager, of course, she became one. And then the one that I asked to go to for coffee, she was like big picture business, like trajectory of career because she wasn't in marketing. So that was like strategic on my part. Like I just want to be able to have some sort of business direction. And sh- that was it. She was it. And then this other one that my manager suggested, she was kind of like touch point. So I don't recommend just willy-nilly asking people to be your mentor. Mm -hmm. You've got to have a reason. There's got to be a reason. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And so that actually brought up another question for me because you mentioned that- I told you she's a questioner. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. Um, I mean, you said that you lost your mentor when they left the company, but do you think that- someone can only be your mentor if they work for the same company as you? Or is it possible to have a mentor that works for another company? Maybe, and you know, maybe it's the same industry. Mm -hmm. It depends. And the reason why it depends is both of these people left the company and they went to competitors and I didn't know if that would be like a conflict of interest. I also knew that they were starting new big jobs and didn't know if they'd have time for little old me. So yeah, I actually didn't even press the issue. I just kept in touch with them. Yeah. Um, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I And I just think though, for people that I like, I know someone who works for a company that's smaller And one thing that she's expressed is that she really does want to find a mentor, but she doesn't feel like anybody at her company is going to be the right fit. And so if you're in that situation, what do you do? It is tough because you could probably seek some sort of mentorship program external from your company. I just never had any experience in that, so I don't have anything to lend to it. But you could just using your existing personal network... You Mm -hmm. could kind of put feelers out and and just ask people, like people you trust that you know that they would be able to maybe pull from their networks and give you a recommendation for somebody who might work for you to be Mm -hmm. your mentor. Because I agree, you don't necessarily need someone in your company, but I think you can get past half the battle of explaining a situation if they are in the same company. Because especially with a big company like where Heather and I worked, um, it, it's hard to explain all the nuances. If you're already there, you can right. just know. So it just makes it a little bit easier. It's not saying it's impossible though. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think, well, and kind of what you touched on with the whole multiple mentors is that you really have to know what you want to get out of that relationship. For and sure. that's so great that your mentor asked, because I think that you know, when you talked about the different mentors that you had or people that maybe they maybe they weren't a mentor, but they were able to provide um, or really maybe they were a mentor just in a different way. So it wasn't a full like full picture mentor that was helping you with maybe your specific career in every way, but they were helping you with different components and that is still helping you grow. Yeah. So it's still important. Um, 
so I think it doesn't, it sounds like from your experience, it doesn't hurt to have more than one mentor because people can help you in different ways totally. that maybe the other person can't. Yes. Um, but I think when it comes to, you know, your company versus not, I don't know. I think I don't know that it's necessary. I think, like you said, it helps because someone knows the big picture at the company. And the dynamics. They know, mm -hmm. right. They know um, if you're trying to move up within that specific company, then they kind of know how things work a little bit better if they have done that before. Right. Um, because, again, you're kind of looking for somebody that has the experience that you hope to gain. Exactly. So it, yeah. So it, it really does help to have someone at your company. But if you can't find somebody at your company, it's still totally possible. Um, and I think what you said is perfect. Use your network. Yes. You know, maybe you have a friend that works for another company and they know someone that they um, think could really help you learn. And and so put the feelers out, you know, yes. ask friends, like, is there anybody that you think would, um, you know, be able to help me or that I should connect with? And so that leads me to, I guess, really how, like, where to begin? Like, where do you even start to find a mentor? So we talked about setting up, you know, short meetings with people if people inspire you. Um, but aside from that, like, are there any other, any other tips that you have? We talked about within your own company, um, I think knowing hierarchy, like where you want to get to, that's number one. And then like, reaching out to your network. That could be number two. They could go together. Um, and then like you just mentioned, if they're not at your company, putting out feelers to your personal network. The third thing that I wanted to bring up, because you mentioned it earlier really quickly, I don't think that there's anything wrong with asking someone through social media yes. if there's somebody that you really respect. However, I will say the likelihood of it happening is probably pretty low. It really just depends on who it is and what your goal is. At this point, like, let's just say they're an influencer. They're probably not going right. to do it. I, I would hope that they would at least respond to your message. But just like Heather was talking about earlier, like you mentioned, like, they, don't be afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. If you're going to put yourself out there, just know that you probably will be rejected and it's nothing personal. Don't take it personal right. at all. So I think those, it's like those three different areas. So the first one being your company, second one being your personal, and then third being like social network. Yeah. So, and, and that is a really great point is because I think with the whole social network, there's a couple of things to specify. So like you said, asking an influencer that has like 100,000 followers might not be the best person to ask because most likely they just no. don't have the time to give to you. Or they want you to pay them. Yes, and I do not think that you should have to pay for this type of relationship no. at all. But this kind of brings in peer mentorship. Because yep. I think that there is so much to learn from each other. And I actually, so I recently started digital drawing. And I actually had a colleague at work and learned that she also did digital drawing. And so I just reached out to her to ask for, you know, tips and kind of share, you know, what, what did she use and, you know, what are the... Um, everything, right? <laughs> what are the apps? What are, what are the devices? And how did she go about um, starting? And did she have any sort of like quick tips to get started? And I think that that kind of opened up a whole world for yeah. me where I realized that she didn't know everything, but she knew things that I didn't know. 
And so you can, um, you know, sort of create this relationship with somebody where maybe they're not necessarily in a higher position, but you're, yeah. and you're more in, they're more of your peer. And that's totally okay because the chances are that you have information that they need and they have information that you need. And so you don't need to reach out to somebody that has a hundred thousand, you know, half a million followers. Yes. You can reach out to someone that has like 500 maybe or whatever, any number. And it, it still could be that they, they're doing something that you want to learn and you guys can share information in different ways. You know, I think everybody has yes. experiences to share and yeah. it might not be necessarily off the bat what you think. But for example, we're talking about, you know, mentor mentee relationships. And I've had people ask me, questions about it, not th- not realizing that that was something that I had knowledge on that other people didn't. And so there are just so many different things that you can share where maybe someone, maybe in a peer relationship, you're teaching someone something and they're teaching you something completely different and it's a whole different topic, but you're both gaining something yes. out of the relationship and both growing from it. So with that, I think it makes um, finding somebody on social media a lot easier. Totally. And I think that yeah. The way things are going these days, you know, I've, you know, there's a lot of people as far as like the art world that I am really inspired by on social media. And I've seen um, people that have kind of created collaborations and they met through social media. So it's totally possible um, to, you know, find and create relationships through social media. nowadays, it's so much more common, but you do have to, you know, be weary of like, you know, maybe you don't really know this person, maybe what they present on social media is not who they really are. And so you have to, like anything, right, take the time to have a real conversation, get to know them and see if it's a good fit or not. And you might have to have more of those because you don't maybe necessarily know who this person is or it's not a friend recommending them, um, you know, where it's kind of word of mouth, where if you're, you know, reaching out yourself that it might be a little more difficult. A couple other things, though, I think that within the social media realm I found super helpful is there are, um, well, first of all, I just discovered the other day that there is actually a mentor section uh, on Facebook. I have not used it, but you wow. can actually, I know, and, and so I don't know if this is a new feature or what, um, but I just wanted to share that it might be something for people to look into, um, but I'm not going to tell you more about that because I just don't know yet. But I thought that was really interesting when I stumbled upon it. Um, The other things are groups. There are so many Facebook groups or just different networking groups that you can join where you can kind of start, um, learn a little bit about people, see what they share and get to know them better versus just going to like somebody's page that you've never, you know, really talked to and maybe they're not open to that. I think if they're in a group, they're much more likely to be open to this type of relationship because they're in that group because they want to learn too. Yep. And also want to throw out there, if you haven't heard of Girl Boss, it might be worth looking into. I've seen multiple posts, um, people looking for mentors. So it it is a um, a network of women. So it's kind of like, quote unquote, like a safe place. And and depending on where you are and or what industry you're in, you can usually find a mentor. Agreed. And there, 
I mean, really, you can just Google what else exists yeah. because there are so many yeah. different programs. I know if you're in, um, you know, different industries, most likely there is like for me, I, I do always like the like women's groups. And so I know that there are like I've seen women in, you know, media, yes. women in like a different different groups that exist um, that you can look into that might also have that type of um like more of a formal relation mentorship yeah. program that you can join to. And just local networking yeah. groups, you can start there. I know I used to go to a Chicago um, brunch networking Fun. group. That was awesome. They no longer do it anymore, but it was great. And I think just meeting people again that want to grow and learn and are, you know, for me, it was a young professionals group. Yeah. And I thought like other people are in similar situations as me and how can we help each other, which was just really beneficial. Totally. Which um, actually bring, brings us back to the peer mentorship. And I just wanted to make a note that I've had multiple peer mem mentors and most of them, like 80% of them have been super helpful because again, it's building that rapport. And most of the time it was mm -hmm. like, I'm on a new team. And so my manager kind of like assigned a handful of people and said, meet with this person on a regular basis, they're going to show you the ropes. It's so much easier. Yeah. And I had one peer in particular who was freaking phenomenal. And we met every week and we <laughs> always had really great conversations. And not only did I get to meet her, like get to know her professionally and totally respect her, but we became really good friends. That's awesome. My last question that I want to cover today is um, you actually mentioned earlier that it was your boss at the time, your manager, that became your really good um, mentor. And so I had wondered about that because I wanted to know, I guess, well, from your perspective, you know, how do you know if your manager or boss can make a good mentor for you? And and do you think that you really can? Because I think it might be a unique situation that you had and maybe not everyone can create that sort of relationship. Wholeheartedly agree. I do think I was very lucky. <laughs> I think it just happened. She knew that I was new to marketing. She knew that I needed some support to grow. She definitely saw some things in me. And then through talking about, um, and my work ethic, like clearly she saw these things as I was working under her. Um, mm -hmm. and then of course I told her I didn't have a mentor. So she kind of filled that void for a hot second, but it's continued into to, to now and I'm not even there anymore. So, um, I do think that it's something you'd have to tread a little bit lightly, but granted, like by nature, your manager should be supporting you similar to, similar to how a mentor would. So yeah. they're they should be very invested in your success and your growth and cultivating all of that, helping you find the tools that you need to be successful and to grow. So technically without the term mentor, like they kind of already are, but yeah, it might be a unique situation. Yeah. I, and that is really interesting because I do think, you know, I've had so many different managers in my career and I think that I have had great managers and I've had not so great managers Same. and I've had 
you know, people where it feels like they are my manager or where they are my mentor, but they are also my manager. And sometimes it might just be that I'm worried about, you know, crossing a line by asking certain questions or maybe sharing a frustration because they're my manager. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it really depends on the type of relationship you have. I agree. Yes. And actually I never, I never think I actually asked her to be my mentor. I think it just happened. So a lot of it is just kind of reading the situation and reading the person. And I can't, like, we literally thought that maybe we'd only talk for like 30 minutes. This has been amazing. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up though. But if you have any questions, um, and definitely if you want to hear more about anything in particular, ask us questions. We're here for you. We'll keep this conversation going online. Would love to hear from you and love to hear about your experiences. Are you a mentor? Are you a mentee? Is it going well? Is it not? Can we help you? Let us know. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time.